Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We are thrilled that you've taken the time to allow us to be in your ears, to share with you, to be your friend via the airwaves. I am one of your hosts, Amy Ravel. And I'm Cassie Farija. And it is, as Amy said, our pleasure to be here today. And we have a guest. Guests are the best. They are, especially when they drop, drip, leak gold all over us like we know Fiona is going to um so we have our beautiful beautiful staff member and friend Fiona on the podcast today you're gonna love Fee just as much as we do so without further ado would you like to introduce yourself Fee tell us all about you hi oh all about me all about me well Hi, I love working with the art of decluttering just as much as I love having me. It's just the best. I'm just so grateful that I get to do community and life with such amazing women. Life changes. It's it's beautiful. I am Fee. I love clean spaces. I love not having things everywhere because it does my head in. But I also love creativity as well so it's a combination of liking clean bench tops but still being as creative as I can with space being creative with my life I love to travel and I love just being with people people are the best people are the best you've got a greater capacity for people fee than most I know you have been working for us for about five months I believe which um, blows your mind because you were saying that you feel like it's been maybe two or three yes wow yeah that's how good it is (laughs) that's good to know that means that you came on board in the middle of lockdown 2.0 in Melbourne Mm-hmm. Where in the world were you 12 months before coming on board with the Art of Decluttering? Before that, oh, I, I do want to say something before that. I had, oh, 12 months ago, all right, I was in um, Europe. I was living. I'd packed up and left everything behind. I'd sold everything that I had and we went to Europe and I had to let go of a whole lot of things and It's not the first time I'd done it, but it was definitely the hardest. I left behind things that were precious to me. I left behind my my kids who were all old, um, old enough to look after themselves. But still, it was this letting go of a whole lot of things to move overseas and start again. And we were over there and then we came back for a three-week holiday. On Dece- we arrived December 31st, 2019. We were here for three weeks, which means I thought I'm going to travel really light and I'm only going to bring a few things with me back for my holiday in Melbourne before I head back home to Europe. So I got my suitcase and I put hardly anything in it because I thought I'll bring a whole lot of things back. And I left all my precious things that I'd taken to Europe behind in Europe. We come back with our suitcase full of nothing and for three weeks we thought this is a holiday and we're going back. Next minute COVID hits and we are still here, which means all my things that were so precious to me that I thought I couldn't live without that I'd taken to Europe are now all over in Europe, in Berlin and Prague in suitcases and I'm here. So we get back and I'm like, well, where do we live? We ended up in a caravan on my parents' small property in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne and we had even less space to put things and so I had to get rid of more stuff 
So then we had to find, there was nowhere for anything. And we were there wondering whether we we're going to go back to Europe to all my precious things or stay here. And we ended up staying in the caravan with nothing. And then long story short, we ended up with Art of Decluttering. I did. And in that process, it's really interesting, though, because the things that I thought that I couldn't live without, I actually could. You're living without. <laughs> yeah, I'm living, I'm living without. That's right. And, and happily living without. It's been over a year of my favourite boots I bought in London, my, you know, favourite winter jacket that I thought, oh, my prized possessions. They're still over there and I'm actually doing pretty well. It's been this continual process of just letting go and discovering what was really important to me. So a minimalist lifestyle for me is actually really, I've walked it and I, I've not only survived, I've thrived through the process. Yeah. So caravan, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. It's just incredible that you took the things that were most important and then were refined further when you came here on a holiday 15 months ago. (laughs) Like does it feel at any point like that was, is there a grieving process for the things left in Prague and Berlin Mm -hmm. or is it or has it become a freedom process? What's that like? Because you didn't choose, like the first time you chose But this last time, you didn't choose to leave those things. You were separated from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It was a grieving process in the beginning. But I think the thing is, for me, through that process, is everyone was grieving something last year. It wasn't wasn't just me. Everyone was grieving the things that they'd had to let go or the plans that they had or even just seeing family. So so I I think that was quite a normal response. there's such freedom, though, in knowing now that the things I thought I couldn't live without, I actually can. And I have more room in my cupboards. And I've also discovered that you don't need a lot to make you happy. You don't, you actually don't. And so for me, that brings more freedom than I thought the things would. Even my nice boots that I bought in London, you know, I went, I shopped forever to find the perfect boots. I'll never see them again, probably. And that's okay. It's really okay. Yeah. So it's freedom. It's freedom. So it's freedom from things. What's it freedom to though? It gives me headspace. It gives me so much headspace. You know that, you know that um, thing when you walk into a kitchen, your kitchen, let's be specific, your kitchen and everything you've done, what you promised yourself you would always do is the night before you've cleared the space And it's all just like almost you could take a picture and post it somewhere amazing and people would be like, wow, look at that kitchen. You walk in and it's that feeling you get of that, that exhale brings life, but it also gives you space to imagine what else you could do. So instead of literally having to, you've got up that next morning, you have to clean everything and you're like, oh my goodness, this is something else I didn't need in my day today. And you don't have that time. Having the freedom and the headspace helps you imagine what else you could do with your life. Even that day, it gives you more time to do anything apart from cleaning up from the night before. So it's that, that's just an analogy of what 
it's like for me inside now to just have that space to imagine and to dream and be creative, which is something I love to do as well. See, I told you, we gold. do what we do. Fee. Yeah, gold <laughs> leaks it. She can't help but so spill good. it all over us. It's beautiful. Spill, spill away. Fee, we at the moment haven't had any clients in the last 12 months that were preparing to move overseas. Yeah. But we have done plenty of clients in that situation before. And perhaps for our European listeners, that is still a possibility. Yeah. What would the the main piece of advice be that you've discovered from your international moves? What helps? What doesn't help? What are you glad that you've done? And what would you choose not to do again in the future? Yeah. Wow. I, the one piece of advice that I would give is you actually don't need what you think you need when you move it across. You actually, you actually don't think, you, you don't need it. You, you would be the answer for 80% of the things that people try and pack to take with them. Um, and you know, I, think, I think there are things that when I initially went to Europe that first time when we did give up everything, there were a few very special things that um, meant a lot to me that I wished I had taken and didn't although they're now with me because <laughs> I'm back in Australia. <laughs> so it worked out. In, Ironically. Yeah, I know, it worked out in the end. But there were a few things that I actually think, and they weren't the things that I thought they would be. Um, there were a few letters, which you can take photos of, and we talk to clients about that all the time. But these these letters were, were there was more than just like the, the words on a page. So there were a few things like that that I really wished I'd taken with me at the time while I was over there but you don't need as much as you want and you think you're going to need things that you end up not needing and I think I think we spend so much time like literally we had to clear out everything and we gave a lot away and at the time that was a painful process for me but I do it all again in a heartbeat because I knew that when we got there I know now that when we got there everything was replaced like there's all you can always get things all over the world I I wished I had spent more time with people and less time worrying about what I was going to take and how and making those decisions. I would have spent much more time with people because they're the memories that I would have had more memories to take across with me rather than the things that, you know, you can go into any op shop in any part of the world. And believe me, I have, and you find things that you need. Like it, it, it's, it's not about the things. It's about what else you're packing and the experiences much more. And, and I, I'd say, like, give yourself plenty of time. That's a practical one. Give yourself plenty of time in the process and um, give people around you time as well to get used to the idea and take them along because they're, they're much more precious than anything you will actually pack to go is, is, is getting people on board with the adventure that you're going on. Yeah. So people over over things every time. That's good advice. Was this the first time you'd been overseas or had you um, lived overseas at other times as well? Uh, we we had gone um, not for, when we went the, the last time it was indefinite, we bought a one-way ticket and we were gone. I, in 2013, I think it was, we went to Mozambique for three months and we took our two younger daughters and um, we went and lived in the dirt basically without water without everything and we could not take anything with us then um 
I learned what it was like to be without running water days at a time. I learned what it was like to only have a bottled water shower for three months. I learned what it was like to live on rice and beans. And, and in that too, you can be happy. In that too, there's there's real joy. It doesn't it wasn't the the things, but yeah. And and in between those times, lots of trips to Europe, but only two weeks. And so I got to leave everything behind and come back to it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I love the third world. Really does open our eyes to how much joy there is in life. Like I remember going to Cambodia. And seeing kids play in the street with nothing. They had no clothes on, no, like, you know, they were literally had nothing in life and they were the most joyous children I have ever, ever seen. And they were making do with the rocks and the sticks that they found in the street. And it just shows (laughs) that joy comes from within not from without. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And, you know, like some of my most favourite places on the planet are rubbish dumps. And I've been to rubbish dumps in America, in America, in Africa, in Thailand, in Myanmar, in Cambodia and Mozambique. And it is fascinating because there's lots of everyone else's stuff on rubbish dumps. And, and, And the poorest of the poor actually live on these rubbish dumps. And Everyone else's stuff is piled up, all the things that they no longer use. And these people have nothing, absolutely nothing. And it's and I sat with a woman in Mozambique on a rubbish dump and she was feeding her child the scraps from someone else's kitchen just so they would survive. And that child and mother were joyous because they had food. And I looked, I was, you always love. But I was horrified. I was horrified that a mother had to do that for her child. And, and mm. it's, it's just so astounding to me that people even there welcomed me with open arms and were so, um, so gracious and kind and joyous when they had nothing and they were living on other people's stuff that they no longer even wanted. And yet here was I with everything from a first world country coming to love them and coming to spend time with them and yet they were the ones that were so accommodating it's joy from within it's absolutely joy from within yeah Hmm. I think that is um is a great segue into the the next type of topic that I would love you to share with our listeners Fee and that is the joy of creativity and what that looks like for someone who is a minimalist yeah. So sometimes, um, you know, as well as Kirsten and I do, that we go into clients' homes and they might have a craft room or craft area and it can be quite chaotic. Mm. And often what they say to us is, I haven't had a chance to be creative for a really long time because the clutter is holding me back. So share with us what creativity and minimalism look like for you and how, if it does, one creates space for the other. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, my my kind of creativity is well. I'm I'm an author, so I write books. And one day I'd like to paint, but I haven't been brave enough to start at this stage. But it's there. So that creativity is exciting to me as well. So it's not all just 
cerebral. It is very much I want it. I want the opportunity to create with color and mess and everything. But it's really interesting because when I am sitting down to write, I need space. So I need space in my head. I need space in my heart. I need to feel like I can breathe. And if there is chaos around me, just like physical chaos or there's stuff all over my desk or I I know that down even downstairs it's like out of control, like just for a second and I haven't done the kitchen, then that takes away from my ability to just dream and go to that space of like, okay, imagine what the world could look like because I'm still, you know, surrounded by, oh, this is my reality right now and there's stuff everywhere. And so I, I think there is great joy and, and great validity in having creative spaces that are ordered and calm. And, you know, you want to be able to find things as well. And if you can't find things and you can't be creative because you're getting more and more stressed and you're like, where did I see it? What does it look like? How is it happening? I can't find, therefore I can't. But if you just go, okay, well, me one day when I do start painting, I can just <laughs> open up that drawer and there are the paints and I'm like, I'm ready rather than I'm trying to find them through every other box. And so it's physical space, but it's also emotional space and, and, and the ability just to just to stop and breathe and go, okay, now imagine, just imagine. Yeah. So imagination requires space and it's time as well. And if we're too busy running around trying to get a whole lot of other things done because we haven't done them and we haven't put processes in place and we're still just dumping and running, then it's it's really hard to have that time and have that space to actually create anything. And I think, as on that point, I think that a lot of women put their needs at the very bottom. And so they go, well, I have to do all these other things. Like it's in my mental to-do list. And so I must do all of those things before I can even give myself permission to do something that I love doing. And that is... That's really challenging because, one, we want to give people permission to do what they love to do whenever they love to do it. You don't have to have a clean kitchen. You don't have to have a clean desk. Uh You don't have to do anything to dream and to imagine and to put yourself uh, further up on that list of doing what you need to do. However, if all of that stuff is getting in your way then go and do that and put as Faye said put those habits in place so that there's nothing stopping you like don't self-sabotage completely and that that's my point for me those things do impact my ability to create it's not that oh I have to do those things in order to give myself permission to then go all right I've ticked off all that thing, all those things I have to do. Now maybe I get some of my own stuff. I get me time. It's more that my head doesn't, that's not how I think, mm. that's not how I create. But it's such an important, it's such an important point. Yeah. We as women, we absolutely do put ourselves way down that list. And I am a big believer of the more we put ourselves high on that list and look after ourselves and nurture ourselves, it, it just goes well for everyone else. 
around us. It just does. And part of that is creativity. Part of that is, for me, it is, uh, you know, having tidy bench spaces because that helps me. It nurtures mm. me. It doesn't nurture everyone, but, it, um, yeah, it helps me. So but it's such a good point, Kirsty. such a good, important point. Mm. Fee, do you have a an area that you love to work in when it comes to working with our clients, whether it be the type of client or a space in the home or a mindset that people come up against? Have you kind of just, you know, have that favourite thing or are you still in the honeymoon where everything's awesome? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, considering the honeymoon period has gone on longer than I thought it had, that's pretty cool. Um, no, I, I do, I love helping people let go of things. I love that process of um, I, I go into clients' houses and they say, oh, I don't really have much to throw out. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then by the end of the session, they're like, oh, my goodness, you see my cupboard, it's half empty and I love it. Or then you go to the, the session the next time, you come back to their house and they've actually got bags waiting for you because they've continued the process. That brings me joy and I love it when people get to the end of the session and they'll be like, this is so much calmer. I just feel so different. That to me is gold. That to me is so precious. I love helping people reimagine spaces and um I, I, love, I, I love every area of the house for different reasons, for different reasons, but definitely that um, seeing that transition from, um, you know, feeling like for some people they can't breathe because there's things everywhere. In, in it, sometimes that's even just in their own um, thinking, but to see that thinking change to where, that you can actually see a physical change in them mm. and they can breathe. And that that is so precious to me. I, I just, I love that. Yeah, I love that. So many of our clients are really surprised um, when us as professional organisers make a recommendation on why don't we turn the couch this way? Why don't we change the bedroom around this way? Why don't we consider swapping the spare room and the, and the kids' room for these five reasons? Mm. Tell us about your love of space and reimagining space I love it I absolutely love it you know what sometimes all it takes is a different pair of eyes to come in and see something that you've been seeing all like it might even be for years and just someone else comes in and goes hey have you ever thought about whatever it is swapping things um Mm -hmm. or or using a piece of furniture in a different way and you know then then the other person can just go oh, my goodness, no, I hadn't, but that's an awesome idea. And so for me, just being that other pair of eyes is so much fun and it brings out my creativity. And I also love upcycling. So rather than us mm. always going out, oh, I needed this, so we go out to the shops and we buy it, um, which is fun sometimes, but sometimes often it's unnecessary because there's always things in the home that can be reused in a different way. So I'm, I'm a firm believer and I love upcycling as well. Um, and you know, I do like making things look pretty. I like, I, I like styling and I, I, I like things positioned in a way that bring, bring just that little bit of extra to the room. Um, yeah, mm. so I'm, I'm a style person. You're our home edit chick. Yeah. 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 There you go. Home edit chick. That can, I'll run with that. <laughs> I'll run with that. Yeah. 
I love in sessions when a client says, oh, I don't really have a solution for that. And as professional organizers, we're like, can we just wander through the house? And yeah. often like wander through and go, you know, that little side table next to the spare bed that someone sleeps in two nights a week. Could we, or two nights a year, not even a week. Yeah. Why don't we repurpose that? And like, it's, we just like a little, we're on discovery missions in people's houses. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. well, that container in the laundry is not being used. Could we give that a good clean and repurpose it here? And they're like, wow, I would have just gone out and bought another container. Yeah. And, and that's the point, isn't it? It's so good to be able to do that. Um, yeah, that's fun. That's, I like that part. Of it's the really fun. Well. It is. Yeah. I think that, that this week, that's been my most common question that's been asked in inquiry phone calls is what can you bring with you do you bring products with you how does that work and my response has been well that's not our style on the first session we love reusing repurposing we love seeing what else we can uh, like what you have in your home already that can serve the same purpose and if you need products, we can totally recommend them and we will bring them if you if you would like us to. However, most of our clients end up giving away storage solutions and giving away furniture rather than needing to purchase more. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and so some true. people are like, some inquiries are like, ah, because they, I think they were hoping for the home edit style of yeah. we bring in all the products. And then other people are like, oh, that's so good. I'm so glad I don't have to spend any more money. Like, I'm so mm-hmm. thankful. That's <laughs> it's really good. fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? So what have you learned about decluttering and organizing from working at the Art of Decluttering? that every every person is uniquely or wonderfully different, Um, whether it's on team or whether it's its clients. And um, I I love that I've learnt to adapt because there's, you know, like and to go and be even more compassionate and understanding where we go, um, someone's going, oh, I've got all these things and I don't want to get rid of them. Now, my minimalist mm-hmm. mindset would go, you don't need it all, just get rid of it. Just, that, come on, let's chuck just it. chuck it and we don't need it, come on. And, and, and I'd be putting it in the bag while they're still sitting there going, what? Um, that would be my default. And so um, I, I've learned through spending time with clients and um, watching the beautiful team around me just work at someone else's pace and to really um, honour and hold space for them while they're going through that grieving. Because for some people, um, certain cards and letters, it's like another little grieving um, time where, you know, and and, and allowing that process to happen. And, And so I'm learning more and more to hold space for people, whether they want to race through process or whether they really want to take time and just and and just be in that moment for however long without having to say anything. Um, I'm I get I'm getting really used to awkward awkward silence. <laughs> in just being able to let people do the process and we just sit with them. Other times we're all badly mm. running around because we've got to get this and this and this and this and out of here and a boom boom and there's bags going left right and center. But it's all about um, being 
being aware of someone someone else's needs and holding space for them. I've I've gone up a level in that in particular, and that um, yeah, everyone has different ideas about how much they need in their life. <laughs> Don't they though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is which, is, and how amazing though, because we're all so unique. And we all envision life a different way. But, yes, I've had to keep my mouth closed <laughs> sometimes. Yes, so much of being a professional organiser is allowing what is internal not to become external, not in a we have all this judgment inside of us way, but in our self-regulation. That's exactly right. That we don't walk in with our objective. Although I was saying to a client the other day, um, we don't walk into a client's home with an objective that would override their objective. Never. But our objective is for their freedom. And we know from experience that that freedom comes through the letting go of things. And that's why people hire us. People don't hire us as stylists. They hire us as declutter and professional organisers. So part of the objective is we know that if you're able to let go of the things that you don't love, need or use, you are going to experience that freedom. That's right. That's right. And I guess the skill. Everyone just gets there differently. That's right. And the skill set is um, why people would um, want to work with us is because we've we've learned the process of of how to let go of um, helping other people to do that, not racing them through the process, but just like I was saying before, allowing them space and then helping them just to gradually release things that they don't need. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, we come back to asking people what their vision is for their home because that should be their guiding principle. And, like, why have you got us in here? Like, we're, we're not judging you. We, even if we have our own ideas and concept about how we think everybody should live in life. <laughs> like we think you know for instance like we think minimalism is good for all sorts of different reasons but when we come into clients home we're not coming in to judge just how much you have or how much you should let go of something we come back to their vision why have you got us in here because you're feeling overwhelmed you're feeling frustrated by your stuff. You have a vision for your home that you want to not be screaming at your kids every morning or you don't want to be feeling frustrated that you've not paid a bill or you, it's all about you. It just, like, and so when they're aligned with their vision and when they have that sorted, then it's easier for them to self-regulate and for them to remember, oh, yeah, that's right. You're not here to judge me. You're just here to bring me in line with this vision that I have with this, with my life. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's beautiful. Yeah, there's never, I never walk into a home and judge. I I walk in and see possibility. But, um, and, but my, my personal, um, aim or goal is to work with the client to see like Kirsty was saying their vision met but also to help them feel better for themselves and and to step into that Mm. freedom for them my my concern and my care is towards the client it doesn't in the end the decluttering is a side issue really it's about it's about spending time and honoring the process and the and the space for every client and every person um, that I that I meet 
in the job. Yeah. And um, listeners, an exciting piece of news is that Fiona has just taken on the role of doing our virtual sessions. So what that means is if you are in Melbourne, you can totally have Fee come out and help you in your home. But if you are in Berlin or if you're in Edinburgh or if you're in any place in the world, you can also have a declutter coaching session with Fee. So um, all you need to do is just reach out to us, just send us an email, um, which is hello at theartofdecluttering.com.au and we will tee you up with a time to work with Fee because she's incredible and the best way to work with someone when they're at the other end of the world is to have someone like Fee on a Zoom call where you can see each other and talk to each other and make progress virtually. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. It's great because it can be anywhere in the world that you can tap into the expertise that is the art of decluttering, not just me really. But, but everyone, it's beautiful. Like I'm yeah. only, I, yeah, yeah. So it's so, it's so, it's such an exciting opportunity to step into and um, going to any part of, of the world and being able to um, help people be free from my little office is amazing for a traveler like me it's a little hard I might want to jump through this what's the weather like yeah. can you go down to the corner I wish and- I was in Moscow <laughs> yeah you know I was like- watching a show over the weekend and just thinking I just want to be in Moscow that's the only place I want to be right now that's I've amazing. never felt ties to my Russian heritage because my grand um my grandfather was Russian yeah never felt any tires until I watched the show I was like okay I'm ready take me there now that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing yes my heart is still very much called towards Europe but um yeah so I can do it come on Europeans yeah. <laughs> come join the party <laughs> I'm like I'm with you Fee I was like and Amy I'm with you as well because I was with some friends via Zoom and they're in the States and they were all like snuggled up and I could see snow falling in the background and they had their soup. And I said to my friend, Michelle, can I just pop over for some soup? Yeah. And she's like, come on over. Yeah. And I'm all like, I wish oh. I could. I wish I could. <laughs> I'm like that little train who could but couldn't at the moment because yeah, of yeah. The things we take for granted, hey, I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to get on a plane, but. A Zoom call will be fine. A Zoom call will yeah. do for right yeah, now. For right now, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything we've anything we've missed, Fee? There's loads that we've missed about Fee. <laughs> oh, there is yeah, I so know. much I more know. to Fiona than this small conversation. Uh, <laughs> but anything you wanted to share that we haven't got to? Not really, apart from the fact that I love my job and I love working with the incredible team and freedom is worth the price that you would pay. Mm. It, re- it really is. Um in any sphere, it doesn't even have to be working with the art yeah. of decluttering. It is completely right. um, freedom is worth it, um, the sacrifice and the price. Um, but it takes courage as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm a very happy art of decluttering employee <laughs> and I love my job and I love meeting people 
all the time and everything's um, always so different. Uh, and the, the clients that I work with are so wonderfully vast and it, it just, it brings me joy. It just brings me joy. So I'm very happy. You bring us joy, Fiona. We oh. are so thankful that you're part of our team here at the Art of Decluttering. And I know that our clients love you. Um, so thank you for serving our clients so sweetly. That's you, you just you bring sweetness into their days. So oh. thank you. Um, and thank you for always bringing your sweetness into Amy and I's life as well by your encouraging words and your heart, your heart for us as well, not just for our clients and your heart for our, your teammates, like our other staff members is like beautiful. So we are very, very thankful that you decided to join our team five months ago or two months, depending on whose worldview <laughs> you're looking at. Um yeah. And you have a job for as long as you want it, my friend. <laughs> and now it's on record. <laughs> Thank you. I know, right? I will hold you to that. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I've got a, I'm going to re- read out a couple of reviews um, because you guys are amazing and you just keep leaving us beautiful reviews. So we've got one. This was left um, on Apple Podcasts by Lynn M. And it's a five-star review titled Highly Recommend. And Lynn says, the art of decluttering will encourage your excitement about getting yourself and your spaces organised. Kirstie and Amy are fun, knowledgeable and respectful of their clients, the topics and each other. This is a lovely podcast that I still look forward to each week after several years of listening. Lynn, I think you should get an award for listening to us for several years every week and still looking forward to it. We get sick of our own voices, so I'm glad that you're not sick of them. And the next review is from um, Apple Podcasts in the US and it's from your cousin Epo. So, Kirst, do you have a cousin Epo? Now I do. (laughs) (laughs) So, Epo, welcome to the family. It's a five-star review titled Encouraging and Inspiring. Our cousin says, I have been hooked on this podcast for a few months and I cannot get enough. I love the very specific tips in each episode. The episodes on offloading and freebie clutter are some of my favourites so far. Thank you so much for leaving a review. Now, this week, we want you to leave a review if you have lived in another city Mm -hmm. for more than three months, like Fee has done. So if you've lived in a city other than your own for more than three months, we want you to stop what you're doing, leave us an iTunes or Apple podcast review because it really does help us to reach new people. Um, it helps us with all the analytic-y kind of algorithms, I don't know, data-y <laughs> things, uh, algorithms that happen in the background, um, and we can't do that ourselves. So if you've lived anywhere for more than three months outside of your own city, this is your week. But now you've said that, I do have to leave a review because I have lived outside of my city for more than three months well, and so have you, Warrigal Chick. I have too. Well, Faruja, you have to leave a review this week. I want to see your review about how awesome you are. Maybe you can just leave a review saying Amy's the best and I'll leave a review saying Kirsty's the best. How about instead <laughs> I review another one of my favourite podcasts like 
because we okay. always tell yep. people to do that. So I should take my own advice and I'm going to yes. do that for another podcaster. Excellent. I would do the same. I'm pretty good at leaving reviews for podcasts because I would hate to ask people to take the time to do something that we're not doing. But I've just started listening to a new podcast called Stuff You Should Know. Um, and I've been learning about silverfish and how tea bags work and why we have nasal hair and like so many cool things so stuff you didn't stuff you know. should know <laughs> stuff you should know I'm going to leave a review there <laughs> Fee do you have a favorite podcast while we're talking about podcasts do you have a favorite podcast no I I I am a music and audiobook listener rather than podcast yeah. because if I do have time and I have something in my ears I I tend to just music is in the background but um, mm. I do love podcasts. I just go through stages. But audiobooks are where it's at for me. Yeah. Awesome. What are you listening to quickly? Um, on a book or yes, anything. Book. Yep. Audio book. right now. Um, this is going to be funny because I'm actually practicing recording my own audiobook. <laughs> That's what I've been listening to the most. Yeah. That's excellent. Listen to your yeah. own. Just to listen and, and um, do some editing and think about how I wanted to come across. So, yes, mm, that wasn't the answer I was expecting to get. <laughs> <laughs> well, as someone who has an audiobook, it's it's not as easy not as exactly, it seems. Exactly, and that's why to, I'm practising. It's really not. It's really not. I spent yeah. hours reading my own book out yeah. loud to myself. Yeah. The pacing and it, the phrasing, it's actually much harder than yeah, people think. it is. So, but it's awesome. It's awesome when you hear an audiobook read by the author. That's it's right. so amazing. Yeah. Like still Michelle Obama's book is the best, Obama. best <laughs> audiobook I've ever listened to because yeah. you, you know. absolutely know where she meant all the emphasis to be. That's right. Of somebody else imagining yeah. the emphasis. It's brilliant. Yeah. So go, yeah. Amy, and go, Fiona. Yeah. Your own audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> I should listen to your audio book on audio instead of just reading it, Amy, because then I'll be able to go, oh, I won't be able to tell the Michelle Obama story anymore. It will be the Amy Ravel story. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm going to keep telling the Michelle Obama okay. story because that's my favourite audio book of all time that's as great. well. Yeah. So good. Okay. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> we will see you next week, beautiful community. Um, if you miss us between this episode and next episode, come over to our Facebook community or We have a whole back catalogue of 240 episodes. So go for your life. Pick anything that sparks your interest and we'll be there. We promise we'll be on every episode. (laughs) And if you have an audio book that you'd like to recommend, you can also come into the Facebook community group and tell us that too because then we might broaden our my horizons other than Bridgerton, which is what I'm binging on at the moment. So let's let give me some variety people I'm almost ready for some more variety <laughs> I love it I'll make that a post this week okay. I think. well have a lovely week and thank <laughs> you again Fiona for joining us you're welcome it was a pleasure see you next Bye. week see ya. thanks for joining us if you've learned something awesome today we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website artofdecluttering.com.au So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash the art of decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.